All right, so it is Friday in my world, Friday in New York City. And just for reference on where I am, oh, I'm walking through someone recording something, actually. Okay, so someone had a large camera crew and they were recording something. So I felt kind of bad just walking through like, hey, everybody, I am walking through Central Park. But I am walking through Central Park and I just didn't want to interrupt their um, recording session. So I'm in the park and I'm taking a much needed break. I need some sunlight. And I am reminded of podcasts from last summer when we were doing Riffs in the Ramble. Do you remember those? I sure do because I really, really loved them. And I'm so fortunate to work near Central Park and have such quick, like quick, just a couple minutes walk access to the park. And it really does help me, help me to get out and to surrender, surrender to whatever can happen today. Like I have my goals and my plans for today but I know that when I get out here, I'm reminded that I'm a spirit. <laughs> I, I'm a soul in a human's body, like walking on this earth, living a life for a reason, like here for a reason, living a life of purpose on purpose. And I think that sometimes when we're in our day to day, we can absolutely forget that and we can get caught up in just like task and the mundane things and cleaning our apartment, doing laundry, answering emails, putting out fires. And I think that while all this stuff has to be done, like this is life in the modern world and this is having a job, working for someone, that I think we have to make a true effort in spite of ourselves, you know, for ourselves, for the love of ourselves to bring us back to reality. (laughs) And reality is your choice. But what the reality I'm talking about is the fact that we are something bigger and better and more amazing and I don't know, the word that popped up into my head was glorious. Like we are something amazing. We are part of that creative force that brought us into the world. So there's something truly magical and amazing about every single one of us. But when we're like rushing to get on the subway, jam-packed with a bunch of people on a warm day in New York, it doesn't smell so great. There's someone saying like rude things to another person. So there's drama there. Then you get out of the subway. You shuffle up the stairs. You get out on the street. There's people honking at each other. You get into the office. You got a bunch of fires to put out. Like once you get into all that stuff, I think we disconnect from that. And as a result, I know we disconnect from our breathing. Because I feel that breathing is the one thing, like breath work. And it doesn't have to be complicated breath work. It does not have to be like 
a special online class breath work. It can just be breathing, putting your hand on your over your heart, one hand over your heart, one hand over your belly button, closing your eyes, focusing on your breath, just focusing on your breath. And that in itself, whoops, I just tripped on a rock. That in itself is breath work. And that is that surrender and that kind of tapping in or reconnecting, not even tapping in, reconnecting, releasing the barriers that block you from being your truly authentic, magnanimous, glorious self, releasing that stuff because those are just like, that's, those are just a bunch of filters and things that kind of cover up your shine. There's something special in you. And you have a purpose and there's something that you give to the world. But all this other stuff can cover up your shine. And it's up to you to do the things that help uncover your shine. That help remove like the layers of blankets that just kind of cover you up. I mean, when I, when I speak on this podcast, I often think in terms of visuals And the visual I had when I thought of something covering up my shine was, it made me think of sleeping in my bed. And we have a sheet, we have a duvet, and then we have another duvet on top of that duvet. There's a lot of blankets going on there. And it can feel extremely heavy having all those blankets on there. And while sometimes that weight can feel comforting because it kind of grounds me, it can also give me anxiety because it's like, I just want all of this off of me so I can just like be me. (laughs) And so when I was saying that to you, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I was thinking all these blankets, all the weight of these things on top of us. And what is that? What can those blankets like in air quotation marks be? They can be old beliefs about God, and I've been really, like I'm telling you, you think you do enough, but there's always more down in the basement. And so they can be like old beliefs, like beliefs you didn't even know were there. And I was thinking the other day, I was talking to a friend about a belief, for example, and I was getting really upset on my way to my office because I was just thinking about some silly drama, silly high school mean girl drama that is completely irrelevant in my world, unless I make it relevant. And I was thinking about that and I was starting to feel like really bad about myself. And I was starting to feel really bad about the day I was about to have. And I realized like, what am I doing? Why am I thinking like this? Like, why am I participating in these thoughts that are just making me feel like shit? And I'm telling you, we all do this because like how many times have you caught yourself? Sometimes you don't even catch yourself. Like you start thinking thoughts that don't feel good. And the thoughts that I was thinking, those were like thoughts that when I allowed myself to sit with it and I'll try to replay this process with you as much as I can because this was like a week or two ago, but still it was a breakthrough it was such a significant breakthrough I was thinking when I was walking I'm like 
Why am I feeling this way? Why am I allowing myself to think bad things about my life and bad things about the situation that I'm in? I'm in? My boss doesn't care. My boss knows what I'm doing. Like, even if, if it wasn't about him, I know what I'm doing and I know that I'm not doing it, the things that they say that I'm doing and then I have the value that I know that I bring to the table. So all that aside, I started kind of surrendering to the feeling of being a victim. And so I think that was what I, what it really came down to. It was like, why am I, this is victim thinking because now I'm thinking that someone is doing something to me, but I'm allowing someone to do something to me. Okay. So I'm allowing, not that I'm allowing them to talk about me because I can't control what they think, do, or say about me at all. But I can control, like we are in control of whether we choose to make that significant in our life. And I was in that moment making, sorry, there's a car. <laughs> I was choosing to make that moment significant in my life. And when I got to it, I'm like, wait, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? So I am thinking about not feeling good. I'm thinking about they're doing this to me. And then I realize, wait, I'm being the victim here. I'm allowing myself to be a victim because I'm choosing to believe that they're doing something to me. But in reality, I'm allowing myself to feel this way. And I, I want to, I want to dissect that for you because this is what I mean about surrender. Like surrender has been coming up so many times for me, like so many times and I'm really trying to see like what is surrender because surrender in the past I used to believe surrender was like oh, okay it means this is what I want to manifest in my life and then we'll see how it happens I'll surrender to the process but that's just one element of surrender the other elements of surrender there are many I imagine because I think it's constant unfolding of what it is and what it means to you but in that moment for me I was surrendering to the feeling of being a victim and where did that come from so as I continue to like question it and like get curious and inquire about it like within myself like well what does being a victim mean to me like what does it mean for me to feel like I am a person that someone is saying bad things about well, it feels bad, but it does feel familiar. I've had this experience before where people have said bad things about me. And I've had this feeling where I realized that, wait, I'm, I am allowing whatever it is they're saying about me to affect me. Because now it's like I can't control it. So I'm making myself feel worse because there's something, there's, there's nothing I can do about it. But in my mind, it's like, I think if I worry about it enough, it enough, then I am doing something about it. I'm worrying about it, which is, I guess you could look at that as doing something about it. But in reality, you're not, I'm not doing anything to help myself by doing that. And so I started thinking about that and I started thinking, well, where does this feeling of being a victim come from because this is a familiar feeling I I have even talked on this podcast about things that have happened to me before and I don't think I don't know I mean I 
did I intentionally talk about it for sympathy? I don't think so, but I, I don't think so. And so because I don't think so, I don't think that's what, that's the little dance I'm doing, like the victim dance. I think because I'm saying, hey, this is what happened and I didn't feel bad about it. You know, I've overcome it and yeah, people did bad things to me, but I still, in some indirect way, I was still participating in that little dance, the victim dance. When in this moment, I realized that I, because I allow myself to be like, oh, well, this is happening. This is happening in my life. This is what someone is doing to me. And I think those are the key words, doing to me, that I realize that if I can have this conversation where I'm like, oh, but I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm, I know my value. I know this. But it's like, yeah, do I really? Because my value, like if I keep getting deeper and deeper on it, I started to realize, oh, well, maybe being a victim, like what do I get from that? I get sympathy. Okay, but do I want sympathy? No, I don't actually want sympathy, but I want love. And I think I learned a long time ago that sympathy is a form of love for me. And that's where the breakthrough happened because I realized okay by sharing this like having this feeling and like each time I've talked about it which I've only spoken about it to a couple close people but still each time I speak about it I'm like oh I'm good you know it's fine I'm overcoming it you know whatever I've done this before but at the same time it's like in that sharing of it I'm not saying you shouldn't share, but just know what's going on. Like maybe get curious about it. But I realized that me sharing made me have a connection. And there it is again. It's like that. That's just another breakthrough right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you know how they say like when you gossip about other people to people, it's like a false sense of connection because you really can't connect based on that kind of thing. That's not a true connection. That's what I was doing. Like by talking about, oh, this is what I'm overcoming. This is what I'm going through right now. That doesn't really feel good, but in some way it it provides a sense of connection to another person. But that's that's not the kind of love or connection that I want. And I think when I realized that that that's what an old program like in my mind was running that told me that this is connection and that this is a form of love you know like getting sympathy I don't want sympathetic love I don't want sympathy and I don't want a false sense of connection because it's like we're talking about crappy things that people do (laughs) you know And so it was just such a a huge breakthrough and I wouldn't have gotten there if I didn't allow myself to surrender to just the feeling. And I think that often I know I've done it. I mean, I don't like to feel bad. I don't like to feel down. I don't like to feel blue. I don't like to feel those things. And so it's like almost like, what can I do to cheer myself? Oh, let me find a cheer me up YouTube video. Let me find a podcast. Let me do this, you know, like to try to cheer myself up or try to snap out of it or let's play a song. Let me snap out of it. And I think that while those things can help you, those are really just healthy (laughs) band-aids. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, 
you know, when I first discovered Whole Foods, I was like, ooh, Whole Foods, everything is healthy. I can eat anything in Whole Foods and it's healthy. And there are all these products and macaroni and bars and like, you know, drinks and whatnot. But it was like healthy junk food. So it was like not really healthy. It was more like convenient, still junk food. Like, so that's what I'm talking about. It's like you can do all these things to sort of change your mood, to switch it up quickly. But it's just like a a healthy Band-Aid, you know, because it's not really letting yourself go there. So sometimes you have to put on a healthy Band-Aid, you know, like a healthy Band-Aid. You're at work. You can't really get into the meat of it. Or, oh my God, I've totally been on the subway. This, this hasn't happened in a long time, but it's happened several times. I remember when I first moved to New York, it's been like 16, 17, 16, I think 16 years ago in June, June 17th is my anniversary. Got to figure that out. But I remember the first few years in New York, it was a, it was a tough, um, it's tough acclimating and I remember feeling like I just had a really terrible day at work. And I won't get into it because it is way in the past. But uh, I didn't have a good day at work. And I remember being on the subway. And I tried to hold in the tears until I got home. But back then I was working in Chelsea. And I lived like a good 35, 40 minutes away in, like, in Brooklyn. So I was sitting on the L train, trying to hold it in, trying to hold it in. And then finally I got to the point. Oh, thank you. I got to the point. Sorry, I'm just trying to cross the street and there's all these bikes. Finally got to the point where the, the tears broke out and I couldn't hold it in anymore. And I started crying. <laughs> and I'm not saying you could, you should do that. Like at work, don't. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, but I'm just saying sometimes we can't surrender to the feeling and really go deep in the feeling and feel it and shine light on it and release it. Sometimes that's just not an option because we're just not in the place to do it. But try to remember that feeling and come back to it and just start asking your questions like, well, where did that belief come from? Well, where did that belief come from? Can I remember a time when I felt this maybe when I was younger and what was going on then. And I really, that was really a learned behavior. The victim, like getting sympathy for being a victim. I learned that. I saw that a lot growing up and I learned that. But see, I can say that, that that's a program I learned growing up, but because I'm aware of it now as an adult, it's up to me to change that program. And so I've been super, super conscious, super, super aware of when am I talking like this? Like, I don't want to, that's not me. That is not the me that I choose to be in this life. So when am I talking victim? When am I talking about stupid drama, BS, you know? And when am I thinking about it more importantly? Because maybe you're not even talking about it. Maybe you're just ruminating in your head thinking about it. And you know, when you do that, because Yes, the law of attraction, law of vibration is a, is a real thing. The reticular activating system is a real thing within you. And 
So if you continue to feel and think, think, generate those feelings, generate those emotions, generate those chemicals in your body that are highly addictive, that respond to those feelings, that are put out by those feelings, then your body's going to keep reproducing that. Your body's going to keep reproducing those opportunities to see that, to feel that, to think that, to ruminate on that. And so that's where the surrender comes in. It's just like you have to be willing to get like a little dirty in the process. You have to be willing to get your clothes all mucked up and dirty, get some mud on your shoes, rip some things, you know, because you're really going into that basement and pulling out those boxes and trying to figure out like where did this program initially kick in? And so I just love the, the discovery and this process of surrender and what this process of surrender keeps showing to me because I think when you surrender, you like open up the surrender like dam <laughs> breaks and you get more and more opportunities to explore surrender and more and more opportunities to explore what is surrender actually. Like what is surrender to you? And what does surrender entail? And it's been pretty, pretty fucking awesome. So I wanted to share that with you all. I miss making the recordings in Central Park. This is really, it's a, it's definitely like something I have to get used to again because there are obviously there are people everywhere in this park because it's so amazing. I'm not the only person here. Sometimes I am when it rains, which is kind of awesome because then it's like you never see, you really don't see very many people except for people walking their dogs. <laughs> but not on a nice, beautiful June day in New York City. It's like everyone is out here in the park. And so it's kind of like, you know, getting used to speaking and not really caring if people hear you. So <laughs> it's good. It's all good. I actually really love stretching myself that way because I'm just like, you know what? Again, doesn't matter what they think, do, say about me, whatever. I know what I'm doing. I'm recording this podcast for you all so we can connect on empowerment. We can connect on our own personal discovery and we can connect on surrender. So sending you so much love from New York. Mwah.